0: black
1: girl stuff <laughs> Tonight on Black Girl Stuff. We got 99 problems and K Michelle tells us why she's one.
2: People are going to be so angry with me, <laughs> and I don't give a I
3: will
4: be
2: your problem, my I'll be your yeah. problem.
4: <laughs> We're going into the comments to see when it's okay to shed a tear. That generational curse has led to men growing up and not being able to like fully express themselves.
0: Queen B is breaking records and
3: running up bags. We're talking about using the power of no when we need to. You not getting in my car, Who sorry. on camera first. Yep, hey, you look, are on a, camera. Hey, look. We got you, sis.
4: All that and more tonight on Black Black Girl Stuff.
1: Welcome to Black Girl Stuff. Tonight, our girl and co-host, Akila Friend, is back in the BGS house. Hey, hey girl. Hey, girl, hey,
5: girl. Hey, girl. How you feeling? What
0: you been up to? Give us a tea. Listen, it's been a revolt, revolt, revolt year. Like, it's okay, been amazing girl. watching you guys and doing your thing, and obviously, you wanted to get back in the mix. During this time away, I've been really focused on building this business correspondent role for Revolt Black News, like, Aww. talking about financial literacy, wealth, and just building the black dollar. Yeah, the money. And now we're trying yeah. to bring that around to the black girl stuff house because okay, I feel like, you know, we talk about it, but let's really talk about yeah, it, okay. you know, we from all it. different angles. So I'm, I've been loving my time, but I'm, I'm loving you girls, too. So I'm like,
1: uh, let me join the okay.
0: party. welcome back.
1: <laughs> Ladies, let's be honest. We are very emotional beings, okay? But when is it okay not to cry? And when is it okay for a brother to let his guard down and shed a tear or two? Let's take a look.
6: Ladies, is it okay for men to cry? Yeah.
0: Shut the f*** up. You know f- it not.
6: It's okay for women to cry. It's okay for y'all to cry. Y'all cry so much, y'all don't even have the face muscles to stop yourself from crying. You ever see a woman try to stop herself from crying? She, <laughs> right, just cry. Get this shit out. This is disgusting. Come on. Come on. Just fucking let out.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm guilty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but let's get real for a moment. Like, do you think it's a double standard when it comes to men and women and them being able to cry? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I
4: feel like men from the beginning as young boys a lot of times mm. are taught not to cry, to hide their emotions, that it's not manly to cry, to express your, overly express yourself the way that women do. And I think that generational curse, I'm gonna call it, Mm. has led to men growing up and not being able to, like, fully express themselves. So, yeah, there's a double standard there because we're taught to express yourself, tell me how you feel, let it go, Mm. cry, it's okay crying is feminine, but I think when a man is able to tap into those, you know, those features of crying and expressing himself, he becomes a better person. That's yeah. true.
0: I agree with that. And I think maybe because I know that, I think when men cry in front of me, I take it like, wow, he must really think I'm a safe space, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Versus when my female friends or I cry, like, you know it's more so oh, let's just, let's talk through this let's get through this and go and just move on with our day i take right. it way more seriously mm-hmm. when a man cries especially when i know it's not directly correlated but something to be said about like the national institute on drug abuse actually stated that men are 2 to 3 times more likely to have substance use dependencies yes. that means being on drugs mm-hmm. and alcohol because you're not able to really release your There's emotions. No so you, you, yeah. If you don't have any outlet, you're like, let me just suppress Holding it. Holding it in and pulling it, it in and, and, right. and suppressing. Like you said, and mm-hmm. those feelings and emotions gotta
1: go somewhere. And sometimes I feel like a lot of times crying is just as therapeutic as oh, laughter. Yeah. Yes. Let it go. So I, I do encourage men to cry. like, I've never. I've, I've had, like, one or two instances where it's maybe a guy has experienced death in the family, mm-hmm. where he's cried, but, like, just crying because he's overwhelmed, or, mm-hmm. or just in his feelings, I don't feel like men really allow themselves to feel that, but I would love to see more brothers Absolutely. doing it.
4: Absolutely.
3: Yeah. Let it yeah, go, it I, I mean, I feel like in a relationship, I want my man to feel like he has a safe space to cry and not feel judged. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You should be able to cry. But I'm gonna be real with y'all. I don't want to look over at my man crying for everything because you're a leader. It would not make me feel secure mm. as a woman in the relationship if you crying about everything but i do want you to feel a safe space to cry to me cry to me and tell me but you can't cry about everything and i see you crying a lot and i'm just like oh what do we do because now i have to step up because as a partner i have to balance yeah it makes you feel like the mother i have to of step up fast, and, and then right. and then so like how am i supposed to feel secure if you crying about a problem. That's all the a time. great take, Tori, and I
1: never thought about it like that. But you're right, because women we naturally are like we'll overcompensate for whatever's lacking in the in mm-hmm. the situation in our relationship. So if a guy is crying like we'll overcompensate with our masculinity because we feel like he might be lacking in that area. So it's not like all the time, but we gotta talk about when is that time? Like when is it okay? Mm-hmm. In what situations do you believe it's appropriate for you to cry or a man to cry. Mm. Like, when is that time okay? I just feel
4: like you can't put a cap on someone's emotions. When we start to do that, we start to tell people that it's not okay to communicate what they're feeling, to communicate that I'm hurt, I need help, I'm feeling something. Yeah. I think that when someone consistently is crying over the same issue and you're not making any progress to True. make it better, then it's True. like, alright, you don't, stop crying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just go fix the problem. Right. right Get right. yourself together. But I think putting a cap on someone's emotional uh, you know, outlet is just not the thing to do. So for me, it's like always tell me your emotions. If tears come with that, then I just understand it's a release, and let's find a way to move forward mm-hmm. and just, you know, mm-hmm. let it
1: go. In what situations do you feel like it's generally not okay or mm-hmm. not appropriate for you or your man to cry?
3: Um, I would say, like, you you can't put a cap on it. If you want to cry, cry. But let's be solution-based, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Let's try to figure out how we can figure out the problem. I would say um, as a woman, I wouldn't cry in the workspace because then it, it could look like you're emotionally not able to perform at your best. Mm -hmm. And that's why a lot of people, and I hate to make it like a gender thing, but that's why a lot of people say, oh, and I do believe a woman could be president. Mm -hmm. But a lot of men may feel like we make emotional decisions. So I feel like if you show that you can control your emotions, not, not be numb and not have those feelings, but at least be able to control
0: it and maybe not... I wouldn't show it in the workplace. I yeah, agree with the. I agree. We had a we had a um, one of my jobs. We all the women knew, you just got to make to that fifth floor bathroom, and there was a stall. Woo. That if a woman is in that stall, she's, she's going. She's going through it. Mm-hmm. Don't like look it. at her another way. Don't whatever else. Love but if she's in that stall, mm. that's what's up. And so there was one time where I was passed up for a promotion. I was so ready for it. I was like, this is it. It's my time. This is that. And the manager told me, like, oh no. No, it's not. (laughs) Pretty much Mm, and I was so I just drew a blank. It was. I just drew a blank and I was just kinda like, okay. In my head I was like fifth floor, fifth floor, fifth floor. I just knew I had to make it there because if I cried, it would showcase like one, I felt like it, it would be okay. I think it was it was warranted, but at the same time, I felt like it would give him the impression that it was justified yeah, to say I, what, I couldn't handle situations. it. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even though for me, crying for me, is like when I'm very angry, mm-hmm. very stressed. Yes. So it's just like, it's just literally releases toxins, and then I'm, like, ready to go. I mean, obviously, we have a job
1: where we can show our emotion, mm-hmm. but in, like you said, a cubicle or a nine-to-five or a traditional job, I would never break or feel comfortable being able to be vulnerable like mm-hmm. that in the space cuz like you said it's often used against us Rhyme. when we're women but i kind of feel like crying is like farting like you can't <laughs> control it it's, and it, sometimes it's better out there Chicken facts. It's so true. It's so true. (laughs) And I don't wanna see my man cry when it's something that has to do with like our family's livelihood or well being. Like I understand that's a Mm -hmm. lot of pressure and you can cry to me, but don't, like, cry in front of the family or mm. the kids mm-hmm. to show the kids that we don't oh, got our right. I, I kind of disagree, disagree a little I'm saying bit, saying because I'm a, I am
4: a boy mom, and not to say that I want to see his dad crying in front of him, but there are going to be times when I would love for his dad to express a type of emotion that's going to show him it's okay to be vulnerable, it's okay to be transparent, it's okay to release this, let it go. When we go through different things, when we're moving through life and we're having loss of family members or certain things, I I want him to see his dad like, oh my God, daddy's upset. Something's going on. I want him to pay attention, read the room, and say like, oh, this is a time where we're okay to let this go. But mm-hmm. like you said, I think there's times when you're supposed to release mm-hmm. and when you're supposed to like maintain your maintain composure. I, I love that. I, yeah. I agree
3: with that, especially when raising kids, and you don't you don't want to tell sons, especially like. Don't cry. You a boy. You know what I mean? You yeah. d- never want to say that you want them to be able to express their emotions, but you also want to protect them and not allow people to see them as weak.
4: Yeah, Don't and I believe you know that they because, would. Yeah, I'm da-
3: just saying, like, just just be selective of who you share you with, and I think that you should just That's do true. that in general. That's in general, in general. That's, That's general. true. That's now true. speaking
1: yeah. of general rules, do y'all feel like it's a double standard sometimes when it comes to white women and their ability and freedom to express their tears? If they weaponize their tears mm-hmm.
3: and they're using it to hurt somebody, for mm-hmm. an example, when you just put on a cry
0: but you're not really hurt, you're trying to cause harm to someone else. That's an example that literally happened in but so many, you know, words with um, Amy Cooper. That was the one who was, like, birding while black. You remember? Right around George Floyd. And Mm -hmm. she was... She, you know, had a problem because the black man just asked her to put her dog on a leash. And she ended up, you know, not wanting to do that and then calling the police. Mm -hmm. And the first thing she said and did, she started crying and then said, hey... You know, an African-American male mm. is here trying to tell me, I guess, what to do in a way to trigger the police to respond yeah. in a way mm-hmm. that was more aggressive. negative. Way. I mm-hmm. feel like don't weaponize and don't manipulate
1: with your mm-hmm. tears. And also, like, no matter what race you are and or gender, male or female, don't let your tears paralyze you. So it's like, okay, you feeling this way, cry, get it out, and let's keep going, whether you my man or even myself. I have right. to tell myself, okay, okay. let it out mm-hmm. and let's keep going. Boss be- go. Boss the That's- Back up. All right. Y'all, up next, we're discussing how Beyonce is bossing up everybody in unique ways, and she's heated up this economy with her Renaissance World Tour. Keep a lot with more black girl stuff.
0: Yes, Beyoncé did it again with another historical record. The Renaissance World Tour is now the highest-grossing tour by any female artist in history. Ooh. It's projected to make over $2 billion, y'all. That's a okay. bag. That is a bag. Uh, let's talk about how much of a bag it is. Like, the sold-out tours, the tickets, the concert performances... I'm talking about say. all
1: the girls were like on TikTok. It was so fun watching everybody get ready for the concert in different cities. Like I'm talking, I was even on like overseas with it. Like the London UK girls. Yes. They were serving. Even a lot of girls from like Atlanta, like flew to different countries to yes. go see Beyonce. It was like, damn. I, I love her Halo
3: effect. She mm-hmm. made people go out and actually buy. Silver and black. Thank you, Brie, for taking me. You know, Brie took me for my birthday. (laughs) It so fun, but I mean, it just shows how powerful the black dollar is.
0: Right? So this tour has certainly had an economical impact, and many believe it's because of something called the halo effect. Oh, you can see my halo, halo, halo. Yes! (laughs) clearly Beyonce fans here but yeah. that's not the halo effect that we're talking about. The halo effect is the influence of choosing to buy a product because of the positive aspects of the celebrity representing it. Okay. For example, internet searches for metallic cowboy boots increased by 488% Ooh, that's according to fashion retailer Nasty Gal.
1: And another thing that like people were searching for and looking for like when they were online was cowboy hats because mm-hmm. of course they go with the theme. Mm-hmm. When you yes. got the boots, you got to have a hat. And another yes, thing influence.
4: that she did for fashion mm-hmm. with that moment too on Juneteenth, she honored black designers Ooh. like Laquan Smith and some yes. other notable mm-hmm. designers she like yes. Ball Main. Like she really showed out. Like I appreciate Beyonce for that. That's I how I never you actually got dressed up for, for a concert before. But
3: I know that people of course did it before, like Prince. Of mm-hmm. course they wore purple mm-hmm. and like they they mm-hmm. do have. Big celebrity artist who has that halo effect, but I haven't seen it in a very long time. We go to concerts, and yeah, you get a great performance. But like to dress up and like feel
4: like
0: what
3: a whole
4: world, pain, no, not no, at not. that's all. But what she did for young children to be able to attend the concert and yes. see Blue in uniform that's and Cam metallic, so like that just shift, shape shifted a whole mm-hmm. new thing. I don't even think we paid attention to because when we go to concerts, you don't normally see children there. Right. She made yes. it feel like a safe space, and I think that's super important too. And she made it fun and inviting by bringing Blue and showing like her hard work and her ethic underneath her mother, who we look up to. Who who has a very strong work ethic. But, you know,
0: it wasn't just the people. It was the businesses that really profited, right? Like, many local businesses on this tour run saw a surge in revenue, particularly Black female, and LGBTQ plus owned businesses. Like, did you, did any of you ladies happen to shop with any of your favorite black-owned brands for any concert needs? Okay, so this concert, I was balling on a budget. Okay. So I couldn't really go
1: out and buy anything, but I definitely pulled outfit, like, pieces from my closet. Y'all Cute. see, I had that um, crop okay, that I already guys. had the metallic and the silver, <laughs> threw on a cowboy hat because I feel like that's a, con- a, a staple in your closet every girl in the cowboy yeah. hat, period. <laughs> and I just had them silver metallic Boots, but I did shop black with going to get my lashes done, Cute. buy a black tech, you know, and I had my brace was done by somebody black too. But so. you know
0: what's crazy about, like, kind of the additional things outside of clothes? Like you said, there was a Yelp search, you know, research that said that, um, searches for nail techs rolled, like, tripled yes. during That's the week totally. of the... I saw a yes. yeah. Nail the techs nails. tripled, wigs, searches rose 81%, yes. you know, dive bars even rose 160% compared wow. to the previous wow. year, so, like, literally every aspect of the tour was touched. But you know what? I
1: think it was definitely an opportunity for brands and businesses to capitalize on the movement. You gotta just meet your customer where they are. Mm -hmm. So, like, Mm -hmm. if you knew, say, May, when the concert started, that metallic, silver cowboy boots and cowboy Run, hats were gonna don't. be a thing, yes. then all you had to do for your boutique was either go grab these items, stock up, stock up, up charge, mm-hmm. and now you're making a profit. Yes. Or yes. even as like a lash, nail, hair girl, you just market <laughs> to cater mm-hmm. to the people who are going to the yes. concert. Like, hey, y'all, I know Beyonce gonna be in the city this weekend. I'm running a exactly. Beyonce special. That's it, have a theme. And yep, right. you have a theme mm-hmm. with it. That's so always it keeping you keep an ear to
3: the streets. Always yep. keeping yeah. your foot in the culture. Always mm-hmm. will keep you ahead. Always knowing what's going on. Not being not, you know what I mean. Not yeah. what, uh, what's going on in our culture, and that was a big part. Yeah, yep. that was. That's it. Y'all, That's it. I didn't
4: get to go see Beyonce in the Renaissance tour. We had Beyonce at home in my <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> in Renaissance fashion. I am a girl that loves sparkles and loves metallics and loves the colors. So I think just. Not actually going and just seeing you guys' excitement and mm-hmm. being on the socials. I was like, yes, I you got about it. You it. was about yes. it. Use about it. Yes, for me it was at a, a at home thing. But Beyonce, next time you want me to come, just let me know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll be there. Right. For me, <laughs> I actually traveled. I didn't travel outside of the country like a lot of folks did, and actually save money traveling around
1: the country. Oh, you look good. Come. Yeah, on. I you went Ohio.
0: to LA. It was a good little <laughs> reunion with people, but we birthday. made it at home. Yes. So I had to go birthday weekend. I had to see what it was. Yeah, so she had her okay. birthday fits. I had my little birthday suit on myself. Okay. And, like, really dressed it up with a lot of silver. But really, it was, like, the event overall. Yes. So we had a pregame where we had, like, decorative cakes and, like, mm. d- off of different cool songs incredible. off the album. Like, That's we had, cute. like, you know, obviously did, like, you know, um, video montages and TikToks about it all. Obviously sang our hearts out during yeah. the concert. Like, made it an entire moment for the weekend. yeah Basically. So much so that okay, people, some of us went twice. Some of us yeah. end up trying to sneak into the... On the I birthday, think Kennedy, <laughs> they made it. it. Right.
3: Beyonce will make you do that. Yes,
0: it was a good time. She's well, creative. I, I didn't Unity. know that I was
3: going. It was a surprise for me. Mm. So Marie yeah. surprised me. It was my birthday. Ooh, yes. yes.
5: yes.
3: Okay. And she's she like, I don't want anything. I'm like, so I'm thinking we just gonna go regular, you know, whatever. whatever she, was like, was yeah. like, no. she was like, sweat. I was like, no, no, we're gonna get fully dressed up. And so I was saving this for New Year's. This was my New Year's. Very. Look at that. Beyonce <laughs> brought it out of you. Yes. I was like, "Do you think this is too much?" She was like, "No, it's perfect. It's sparkly. This mm-hmm. is exactly the look. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt sexy in it, and I didn't feel overdressed because when I got there, it was people out doing this. The, yes. you think this people were really soon? doing it. I saw. What is it called when you have the um, the pants with the ass out? Oh, chaps. <laughs> the chaps. I saw mm-hmm. chaps. Yeah. Bedazzled chaps. Yeah. Right. <laughs> A lot of ass.
1: <laughs> It was
3: a lot. I was like, oh, I'm right on. I had such a great time. It was amazing. The energy was crazy. Just to feel that amount of people,
4: it just... In unison. It makes you get chills. Speaking in
1: unison, Beyonce did publicly say we won in Atlanta the Mute Challenge. She she, she, did. We did
0: the night that we went. So we won. We won. You know what? okay. Y'all may have won the mute challenge, but Bee had everyone on mute. Our next guest is bringing us new music and telling us why she's the problem. Keep it locked, we got K. Michelle in the building. Straight ahead on Black Girl Stuff. Take all my money, Beyonce. Take it, whatever you need, girl. I'm, whatever, oh, I think
3: I got a little more. Come on, let's go, I'm ready, are you ready? It's a renaissance, baby,
4: woo! Black Girl, Black girl Stuff. stuff. I didn't know what was going to happen to me. And
2: nobody did. I remember one morning I woke up and my legs gave out. They didn't know if I had a stroke. This is the first time in my life I've ever gone through something like that.
1: What's wrong with me? Hmm. Welcome back to Black Girl Stuff. Our first guest is a... talented artist and also known for being honest with her depictions of her life journey. Now, through her music, reminding people it's okay to sometimes be the problem. Please welcome me and joining our guest, the one and only Kay Michelle. Yes. Yes. Welcome,
0: Michelle. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for
1: the
5: introduction.
0: Right? <laughs> You're amazing. You welcome do. to the BGS
1: house. Thank y'all for having me. One thing you are known for is being super honest and transparent. Like, we just saw in that clip from your show, My killer body. Yeah. So Tell us what that journey has been like for you.
2: I think that journey has been like really eye opening. Um, I produced the show for Lifetime last year and it was women who had gone into surgery or done things like I had done with the uh, injections and butt shots and things who didn't have the money or didn't understand mm. how to heal. Mm-hmm. When I say heal, not just mentally, I mean like physically to actually live and be here for their kids. I just went on and told on myself. (laughs) And um, it just took on a whole nother type of situation once I told what I was going through.
3: And we applaud you yes. for your bravery. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Really, you. because that transparency, let's be real, women are not going to stop getting enhancements. But because mm-hmm. of you, like, they're going to do research now. They're going to mm-hmm. look more into it. Because you you made me start doing research. I started looking, too, because I didn't understand it. And mm-hmm. I didn't know it cost so much to mm-hmm. fix either. So, <laughs> yeah. a lot of times,
2: a lot of people, they don't have the money to yeah. fix it. Same. No, no. it's like, uh, like a cheap fix. Okay, you say, oh, I can get these shots. I can do this and that. And I thought I went to the person he had done everybody. Mm-hmm. And I wanted a bigger butt before I put out my first song ever. Mm-hmm. And I never thought that I would get, like, so sick where I would be, like, in a ball. Mm-hmm. And then doctors would, like, like, I was a test subject. Do- doctors would kept on saying, we don't know what's wrong with the girl. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. They told me I had lupus. Oh, wow. What? So we thought I had lupus for two weeks. That was super emotional. Mm-hmm. And then come to find out, um, it was the silicone shots in my body mm-hmm. that were causing the migraines, causing the weakness, causing the fatigue, that breaking out in hives and everywhere on my body.
0: Wow. What would you mm-hmm. say to the people, even after they know, like, what you've been through, would still say, you know what, she's only doing this because she's already achieved success. Duh. She already has the music, <laughs> she has the reality TV. Of mm-hmm. course she's now advocating don't do the thing that mm-hmm. a lot of people think is the gateway in, right? So what would you say to those haters in the sense that are saying... She's, she's not real about what she's saying. She's already gotten what she needed mm-hmm. from the injections. I told my story before it was
2: cool. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It was not in trend, on style, or anything to talk about um, your body. Mm-hmm. And I'll be real. I, I, Yes, mm-hmm. be real. I reached out to a lot of celebrities so they could come on the show and help women, and none of them wanted to help.
5: Wow. Mm. Even
2: the ones that speak about it now, they didn't want to help. Mm-hmm. They said they didn't want to be known for that. Yep. Mm, that's and uh, I, didn't, I didn't never have a thought. It wasn't like I didn't think. I just thought it was the right thing to do. If you show women how great your life is, you ain't going to tell them the other side of mm-hmm. it. You're not going to show them the real. Mm-hmm. And that, that ain't never been who I was. Mm-hmm. Like, so if you pay attention, this is something that's been going on really in And I almost died. Yeah. This wasn't a thing of, if I'm going to get a surgery. I had 13 surgeries in one year.
7: Mm.
5: Cool.
2: And they was fighting to keep me alive. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think I was going to go through it that mm-hmm. deep. Mm-hmm. So um, if you knew that story and you watch, if you see my body now and you see my insecurities of, I got a dent here, a dent here. That's my personal insecurities, right. you know, from that. Mm-hmm. But I've given it to the world. Yeah. And I've, I haven't been fake about it at all. I never have felt like, man... I, well, I have my moments, I'd be like, well, maybe I shouldn't have said something because they try to pick on me. True. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, if they mm-hmm. can't find nothing with you, then you're going to pick on me. You're going to pick on me about something that I'm honest about and I'm trying to
4: help, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, it's super inspiring about to hear <laughs> you, like... Really Thank embrace you. your journey and go yeah. through these things because a lot of women aren't transparent about what they go through behind yeah. closed doors, and that's super deep that you were able to like really let that out and give it to us because people well, don't can't make me do cry. that. I'm not trying to make you cry. but cry, that's girl. Girl. A <laughs> cry yeah. We've been talking about crying. I'm a cryer. <laughs> I am too. Yeah. And Then yeah. I'll yeah. be like, a, okay, now I'm a gangster.
2: Yes. Yeah. up yeah.
4: yeah. 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 So no, I applaud you for Thank being you. super transparent. That's super important. We need more women like you, and I want to ask what would you say to young women that are on that journey of self-discovering mm. and like mm. learning to love themselves again like because that's really important and it's super deep that you were able to do people that people don't make it easy for them yes. to love they stuff no. right now like i want a little girl so bad yes in life
2: and but i'd be so scared i'd be like what is society going to do to her mm-hmm. or you know even our culture how how men love us or handle mm. us like thinking of having a daughter in this climate it's scary. Friday. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, because we're told we got to look like this. We got to be this. Then if you're too strong, then you're too independent. Mm-hmm. Then you can't do this. You can't. It's a way to be a woman. Mm-hmm. Everybody going to tell a woman how to be a woman, but a woman. <laughs> yes. you, know you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. Right? So, no, them mm-hmm. girls need to know. I hope they listen to me. Mm-hmm. I ain't got nothing I want from them. Mm-hmm. I have seen it all. I have been around the world. Mm-hmm. I have watched some of the best... Yeah, I'm not
0: going to lie to you. If I'm telling you something,
2: I'm not coming to you you nagging.
0: I'm telling you the truth. That comes through with everything you do. And Mm -hmm. I think it's really going to come through in your new album, too. Like, you You call it, I'm the problem. Yeah. And after all this, I don't see it. But I want (laughs) you to say, Why why do you say you're the problem? What realization did you have? What happened where you're like, you know what, K. Michelle? You the problem.
2: Because I ain't no fake bitch.
0: Yeah. It's, just a, it's just
2: a thing. Like, if you don't let people run over you, if you like yourself, or if you're trying to deal with yourself, if you put boundaries. Anytime there are boundaries, mm-hmm. there's a problem. Yes. Talk about it. <laughs> you know what? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to always have boundaries. Especially now, I'm going to say no if it doesn't feel right. I'm going to say, so guess what? I'm not gonna fight you about being a pro- I'm gonna be your problem because I'm gonna be, I'm, I'm gonna be the solution for myself. Love it. Being a woman and outspoken in business has been a very difficult task, you know, and people making you feel like they're doing you a favor mm. or this and that, like so you have to know this is why I'm here, and I'm not gonna stray from that. You're not gonna make me do nothing that I'm gonna have to deal with when I go home. Mm. And I dealt with that in reality mm. TV. A lot of times mm-hmm. I would do something. Then and then have to live with it at home. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Like why did you do that? Mm-hmm. So that's for business. I know my boundaries. Mm-hmm. No mm-hmm. relationships. I'm just
1: not doing it. Period.
2: <laughs> I'm just not doing. I'm sick of them. Yeah. So <laughs> you so I you're am saying sick of you saying you're
1: not them. doing relationships at all? I don't know what I'm doing, friend. Cause I'm not <laughs> with none of them. <laughs> Take it all. Away. But what you <laughs> are with, though, friend? You did say that you love you some white men. I love me a white <laughs> man. And I gotta a know, one, like, too. i know a <laughs> white, men, white man. i a white man. I ain't never had a white man. Well, so you what need
2: to try like? that. <laughs> that. You need to try What's that. What's your experience? Let me say this. Like. And people are going to be so angry with me <laughs> in this sentiment, and I don't give a, <laughs>. a I will be your problem. I'll well, be your problem. The thing is, love who loves you. It doesn't matter their race, Mm. color, Mm
5: -hmm.
2: or whatever. I see so many black women that come up to me heartbroken, and they're just, they won't date anybody. Mm. They have to date a black man. They have to, I get it, I get it. But what about just dating a man or Mm -hmm. dating a woman that loves you? Yeah. Like, what is it, a, a focus on color or gender? So for me, when... I do like when I'm in certain places and certain things. The only men that try to talk to me is white men. Oh. And okay, shut up, man. (laughs) (laughs) You're in the country. You be. I'm in I'm in in Nashville. I'm Tennessee. I'm moving around, so I had to look Mm. and be like, oh, this man is really flirting with you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So then I see like my son. I have a son, African American son. He dated outside of his race. Um, That was a thing for me at that time because I was a little bit shocked. Um, But she was a great girl, and that's what that was. I just think women, black women, just people... You have to date what your what your soul meets. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? What yeah. meets your soul.
3: You know, we got to get into your album that's dropping. Okay. I'm the problem.
2: Can you tell us what can we expect from this? I think it's what my, I know it's what my fans want. It's just me. I've been writing. I write, I drink, and that's, I just talk. I don't ever think about who gonna judge me. I just sing. And they'll get that from this. And I keep saying my last R&B album, but I think it's important to say right here today, this will be the first time in my whole career where I own K. Michelle. I have never owned K. Michelle. I've never gotten a check Mm. off of my music handed to me. Wow. No. This time. So what happened Why
0: this is the moment? What was the business side? Bad contracts?
2: Just bad contracts, different things, or even just the basic contracts of the industry. And, Mm. yes, I've gotten paid, but a lot of it's been for my shows. Mm -hmm. Things like that. But that actual money that they get, Mm -hmm. I've never got to witness it. Mm. So not only do my rights return to me from the old albums in about six months, but any new music after September 22nd, I own every dime of it. Oh, okay. I got yes. So Congratulations so on that. That's why I'm like, <laughs> yeah. you're not taking nothing from me, no boundaries more. Boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations
1: <laughs> on all your continued success. Keep thank holding you. true to those boundaries. Keep telling the truth. Thank okay. you. More success. Kay, Michelle, thank you so much for Gracie. Y'all thank run up y'all so show. <laughs> y'all
2: is beautiful in life, thank in real you. life. And y'all run up y'all show. Y'all doing great. We need somewhere for women and people to go, they're pe- they not attacked, yes. mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? And y'all have shown so much space. love, everyone here. Thank y'all, and y'all gonna keep on growing. Aww. Thank you so thank much. You. Michelle.
1: Okay, Michelle, thank you for gracing the BGS house with your presence. Make sure you cop her new album, I'm the Problem, on all streaming platforms. Up next, we discuss the problem of turning somebody down. We'll be right back on Black Girl Stuff. You know what you was doing. You playing victim all
2: because he made you look stupid. Boy, you put the blame on everybody else.
0: Hi, everyone. Jazzy Bell here from Women in Hip Hop Podcast. And if you're a fan of music, then be sure to check out and subscribe to Women in Hip Hop Podcast, a show that focuses on the many talents and influences from women within the culture. And is brought to you exclusively by Revolt Podcast Network. Anchored in hip hop, powered by creators.
1: Black Girl Stuff. Welcome back to Black Girl Stuff. Now, it's time for us to address the mistreatment, aggression, or suppression faced by some of our sisters out there. This segment is dedicated to black women who are going through difficult times. No matter what you're dealing with, always remember, we got you, sis. If something happened to me,
0: they gonna have you on camera. That's right. Somebody come get their family member. That's right. Following me. That's right. Yep, (laughs) bye. That's right. Uh Uh-uh, you're not getting in my car. Look, look, look. You tripping, you tripping. Don't, nope. don't, nope. you're not getting in my car. Look, look, wait, I unlocked my door, wait. but you rushed to my passenger. You're not getting in my car. Put, put Sorry. Put camera first. Yep, hey, you look, are on a, camera. Hey, look, She can't trust the most no. trustworthy niggas. I already told nobody, you, right? I'm not single. So she she I don't know why nobody. you following me.
1: Crazy. Mm-hmm. Welcome to We Got You Sis. This is our time to uplift and support our fellow black women around the world, no matter what you're going through during these tough times. Now, as black women, we definitely always have the right to say, back up, or keep your (laughs) hands off of me. You know what I mean? And fellas, y'all should be taking rejection like a G out there. Mm -hmm. Ladies, like this video, have y'all ever experienced anything weird or creepy like that?
0: Never this intense. Like, that was, was, that's mm -hmm. something else. Mm -hmm. But I definitely remember, like, you know, in New York, sometimes I'm walking to the bus stop, for instance, and you gotta keep, you gotta be straight ahead. What, what's your destination? Where are you trying to go? Type of thing. And one time, this dude, like, you know, he was trying to talk. And at first, little cat calling, you know how to... Unfortunately, we know how to ignore it. We know how mm-hmm. to just zone it out. But he wasn't ready to take no for an answer. And he followed me literally to the bus stop, Waiting until the bus came. Good thing it came in like 20 seconds. Mm. And then he called me wow. a bitch like before I got on the uh, on the bus. Said it so loud so that the people in the bus were looking like what, at me crazy. Right, right. Right. And that was it. So wow. wow. He sound crazy. Right. Mm-hmm. See, I yeah. don't play
3: with these guys right. because if you walking too fast up on me like that, getting in my car, I think you're trying to rob me, and I might right. have to pull it out. Okay, because <laughs> yeah. back mm-hmm. up. What are you doing? I yeah. can't do that. So point. to avoid situations like that do y'all still get fake numbers? The fake numbers is not the thing no more because oh. that well, makes him I,
7: on his way. Well, yeah. see, the thing about the fake numbers thing, Tori, is I feel like a lot of guys nowadays will call you in front of you. That's but, it. You know what I'm saying? Like, put your yeah. number in and will. will call you in front of you. So I even feel like
1: that isn't the safest thing to do Dude, either. In the, well, they because they get you, upset. Exactly. Yeah. But the issue is is like just not being able to receive the fact that I don't want to talk yeah, to you. Yeah, I'm not obligated
4: to talk to you you feel too entitled that's not okay that's what i was gonna say too to like piggyback off that like My biggest thing when I go out anywhere is I'm in fight-or-flight mode. It's unfortunate Mm -hmm. that I have to have that energy, but Mm -hmm. I'm paying attention to the spaces around me and the people around me, so if the guys are kind of, like, being super aggressive in the spot, I'm out, because I don't know where this is gonna lead to next. So I always pay attention Mm -hmm. to where I am, and even in her situation, it's like, she did the right thing. She pulled out her phone. You going on live. I'm calling my bestie. I'm calling somebody. Because she did also say,
0: listen, I have... I'm talking to someone. I have a man. Mm -hmm. Usually that would
4: have been like, okay, Okay. enjoy your day. The fake
0: numbers aren't working anymore. Like, it's really... the New age thing, like you said, you gotta get on camera, unfortunately, and mm-hmm. hope that somebody in your corner is listening to what's going down. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did want to talk to you guys
7: about what happened with Robashi. There was an incident where she was attacked because she didn't want to give her number to a man. He's holding a brick and
5: all these watching, and nobody does nothing. And he hits me in my face, and they all just watch. And they let that
7: you guys how does this entitlement that we see with men when it comes to rejection
1: how does that affect your guys' daily lives mm-hmm. i feel like it's really just a reflection of like you said the entitlement and patriarchy yeah. it's like men feel like i'm in a sense of power or because i'm just naturally a man mm-hmm. i have power and you're supposed to do what i say and i'm supposed to have whatever i want yeah. when i want it mm-hmm. yeah and it's just a, a matter of fact of like men need to be more socially aware mm-hmm. and emotionally aware like hey she didn't want to talk to me you don't know what she she might could want to talk to you later, but it might be the wrong time, or it might be... You're not entitled to anyone's
0: access or Mm -hmm. space. Mm -hmm. I think they just need to be more aware of that. Right. Mm -hmm. I feel like what you guys have been saying, the word entitlement keeps coming up, and Mm -hmm. I feel like that's that's the main thing here. How mm-hmm. entitled should you be to other people, right. to other people's energy, to other people's like bodies. And I mm-hmm. do want to make sure that we mention, on the flip side, I'm not saying that's what she did. Because she probably was super gracious and just wanted to say no and move on with her day. But there's a lot of women, sometimes, especially in public settings, a lot of women want to kind of use that vulnerability against them. Right. And really bash mm-hmm. them in public. Really, oh, ain't no way I'm giving you my number. Like, right. really mm-hmm. being rude about it. Mm-hmm. Again, not saying that's what she did, and, and even if she did, she doesn't deserve a brick. Right. But it's right. like, you know, sometimes I feel like we're so used to being on the receiving end of being, like, catcalled or being just hollered at that we don't recognize how much guts it really that's takes it. for somebody mm-hmm. to come up and say, I like you, and I'm waiting for you to make a move. Right. Right. I agree. Do you think agree. it's the
3: argument back, though? Our, our, like, not saying us, but, like, our are women arguing back with them?
7: Like, if they try Mm. to holler like you just Mm -hmm. said, is it a back and forth to cause the aggression? Well, I feel like, yes, but I also feel like it's about the approach in general. Mm -hmm. Like, how, Mm -hmm. as a man, are you approaching me? Because there have been instances where I feel like a man has had good intentions, but I was walking and he grabbed my arm, and that that scared me, and -hmm. and, and I got my defenses up, and I was like, don't touch me. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? But I think, like, that response from women is, too, like you said, out of fear. Like, Mm -hmm. it's a fight-or-flight response, and you're like, oh, if someone's coming at me with this sort of aggressive energy, I have to either match their energy to show them I'm not intimidated, or, you know what I'm saying, or to protect Mm -hmm. myself. So Mm -hmm. I think that... It's a delicate dance. And I don't think that every approach works like that. I
4: think it's important for us to be clear that it's not about black men attacking yeah. black women. Life. It's about the fact that the energy changes when a black woman is being attacked and no one stands mm-hmm. up for her. Mm-hmm. Because there's cases when black women are being attacked and there are men there that are not helping and some women lose their life. Like the girl um, from Brooklyn that lost her life, Tierra Poye, I hope I'm saying her name correctly, she lost her life, she was shot in her face at the Jesus. Brooklyn Juve Festival because this guy came and grinded on her and got upset because she rejected her- his advances. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's like... If I can say no to you. Yeah, yeah. you can yeah. say no to me. Mm-hmm. What if I pull right. up on a man and he's like, "I, and I got grab a trouble? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, so, right. like, it's important right. to have that choice, and I think men and both women need to understand that. Like, it's not about. Man, we're not trying to attack y'all. We're not trying to take, you know, Mm -hmm. your dignity from y'all, but be aware that the the energy that when a woman is being hurt, you have to stand up for her. And if a woman says no, just walk away, bro. It's okay. It's
1: okay. And the same thing, like, one thing I tell myself and, like, my homegirls, it, it's sad to say, but I kind of look at it like dealing with the police. Mm-hmm. Like even mm-hmm. though they might be wrong, I still want to make sure I never did anything in yep. the wrong to wow. in- ignite you. Yeah. So when a guy might approach me or be like, "Hey, you got a man?" You know, saying you got a man don't even work. Don't no work. More. Right. So I'd be like, "Yeah." They'd be like, "Okay, well, you can't have no friends." I'd be like, "It's a respect thing. If you were my man, I would respect you the same way." Mm-hmm. That shit disarms mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. me. They'd be yeah. like, mm-hmm. "Wow, ma, you so respectful." <laughs> You no, know, right, and it changes right. their the whole energy. So dynamic. I, I don't distract you. Now you can't even be offensive. <laughs> uh, you know uh, what I mean? Bless so, you, queen. Right. Yes. Yes. Be <laughs> right. yes. so, so I tell one, my yes. sisters out there, you know, distract them with the politeness. <laughs> and mm-hmm. Right, Right. <laughs> right. Kill them with kindness. Kill okay. him right. with kindness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't be
3: in the streets arguing with somebody you not having sex with. You don't even notice man. It's no point in y'all even mm-hmm. arguing. Yeah. Yes. no argument
0: Give him the real number and block him. Give him the Instagram and block him. Just get out of the situation.
1: Yeah, absolutely, right. absolutely. Right. absolutely. Oh, I'm true. But, y'all, remember, it's all good to say no when you need to. Keep it real and keep those boundaries. And regardless, we got you, sis.
0: I will always tell y'all niggas, be yourself on a date or in an interaction. Be your authentic self. If they like you, good. If they don't, good. Now you don't have to waste no time being with someone who doesn't really f*** with you like that.
1: Okay. Mm, that's a fact. Stay tuned, because after this commercial break, we got comedian Chase Anthony all set up to bring the laughs.
6: Black girl stuff. We got to tone down our nasty, right? Or, like, let's graduate to some shit. Don't, don't spring nasty on me the first night. I don't put my leg down. I don't want to do this. <laughs> right? Like, now I'm a little older, so if I don't get no nap, this d- ain't going to be good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
1: Welcome back to Black Girl Stuff. Tonight, it's all about the vibes. BGS Vibes is where we present artists to watch on the rise in their field. Our next guest is here to give us his take on relationships. Please welcome comedian, actor, and entrepreneur, Chase Anthony.
6: What's up? My name is Chase Anthony. You know, I like to start by letting everybody know I'm in therapy. You know, let y'all know everything that come after this. I'm healed.
4: You know, Ooh, I'm working, okay. Yeah, I'm
6: working, I'm working on me.
4: Work you know? on you. And,
6: you know, you can't talk to people that just got one therapist. Nah, no, they just they just got insurance. They still lying. You know what I'm saying? And that second therapist, you're going to complain about the first therapist. The third therapist, you're going to try to have sex with. We don't, don't need to talk about that. And then the fourth therapist is Rachel. You know what I'm saying? I got, I got the Michelle Obama. I, I went to the top. You know what I'm saying? You, if you want to get healed, brothers, that, y'all got to go to the top. I came in and I was like this. Hey, Rachel, you know these be- I sat down, she stood up. I was like, you know what? I came in a little Let me start over. Rachel, these black queens (laughs) are toxic. They are toxic. And then she looked at me, she said, well, maybe it's you. And I was Mm. like, damn, that's crazy. I think that's our time today, Rachel. Let me go ahead and get up out of (laughs) here. And then we fought, we fought through that. We did fight through that. And then because I want to be in a relationship. I want to be happy. I want to, you know, I want love. I want kids and all that stuff. And so I was trying, yeah, you know, I I was trying to graduate. So I had to go meet the boss. And I was in there, I was like, Rachel, I'm, I'm a hoe. I'm a <laughs> hoe, hoe. And I'm trying to get out these streets, I'm a hoe. I don't even want to be a, a hoe no more. I just, I just want to find me a happy home, mm-hmm. Rachel. And she was like, well, from your stories, you're not a hoe. You're a hopeless romantic. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, I <yeah."> love Man, <laughs> I knew I was looking for love that whole time. I mean, I was, I was looking for the heart. I was just going the wrong way. That was, <laughs> that was what it was. So now our next step, right, because I've, I've evolved. The next step I'm trying to get past. You know, we in Atlanta. Everybody want to show that they in love. They want to hold hands. Yeah. I want that kind of love. I want that hot love. That that hold hands that in Atlanta and skip love. love. Like, I just want to let everybody know that we in a relationship. We got a matching shirts. They know. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. So like I said, you know, I'm evolving. I, I I still need help. So like Michelle say, you know, when they go ho, I go hopeless romantic. Oh. Thank you. Okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> Here you go. Mm-hmm. That was so funny. Oh. I'm gonna tell my homegirl that. You are not a hope. you a hopeless, romantic. Okay, romance. That's okay. It. Love it. Fourth therapist's a charm. I got right. you, I got- right, well,
3: Mr. Chase Anthony, we already know that you killing it in the comedy, okay? But let the people know what they can look forward to, what you got coming up next.
6: Um, I got a college tour. I also have a, a clothing line. Okay, I okay. Sometimes we can't do other jobs, so we got to talk into, you know, our other actors. What's the
1: name of your line? Ghetto Genius Okay, get Ghetto Genius. Ghetto alright you All right, y'all, that's all the show we have for now. Special thanks to all of tonight's guests, Kay Michelle, and, of course, Chase Anthony. Catch us next week for more Black Girl stuff. Good night, everybody. Good night. Cheers! Cheers! <laughs>
3: All right,
2: what's going on it's your girl la
3: shepherd
1: boss brit the most lit
2: what's up it's your girl dj excel and you are tuned into the progress report podcast okay and
0: if you're a fan of hip-hop news and culture make sure you like and subscribe to our podcast the progress Report.
1: brought to you exclusively by the revolt podcast network anchored in hip-hop powered by creators